Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show, where we believe that quality measurement leads to better outcomes. Let us become your go-to source for all things related to quality and medication use in healthcare. We will hit on trending health topics as they relate to performance measurements and find common ground for payers and practitioners. We will discuss how the Equip platform can help you with your performance goals, and we will also make sure to keep you up to date on pharmacy quality news. So buckle up and put your thinking cap on. The Quality Corner Show starts now. Hello, Quality Corner Show listeners. This is your host, Nick Dorich, and we welcome you back to another podcast dose of healthcare quality discussion. On today's episode, we are excited to have back on the show our very own Amanda Malili, PQS Client Services Senior Specialist, to run down the biggest questions related to the Equip dashboard from 2020. And uh, let's be real, if 2020 has taught us anything, it is that it is best to always go to the source uh, for answers to your questions. So that's why we have Amanda back with us today. As a little background, we know that Equip is your performance information management platform that makes unbiased benchmark performance data available to both health plans and community pharmacy organizations. Many pharmacies log into Equip every day to check their scores and measure performance and to keep up to date on patients' medication adherence. Amanda, again, we're going to welcome you to the show. I think you were on the podcast close to a year ago this month. Before we begin, can you give us a quick reminder on what you do here at PQS and your work with the pharmacies? Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me back on the show. I do a few things here at PQS, but the largest role would be assisting pharmacies with any of their equip-related questions. Amanda, as we were planning out this episode of the podcast, you and I sat down and thought about what are the most frequent or impactful questions from pharmacies that we've seen in 2020. Can you give us a quick rundown on the topics that we've selected for today? I think we have three really good questions we should go over today and a few other questions we can answer in the process. Those questions we commonly get about Equip are, how does a patient get assigned or attributed to a pharmacy? What is included or not included with a performance calculation? How does completing the documentation impact the performance scores? I think in answering these questions, we can also answer what happens when a patient is transferred to a different pharmacy? What happens when a patient has discontinued a medication? Why aren't cash discount card bills included in the PDC score? And what happens to the PDC score if a patient has a fill overlap or multiple medications within the same therapeutic category? Amanda, that's a great list of questions for us to review. And we're going to see if we can answer all these in our time allotted for today's recording. These questions are certainly applicable for 2020, but we've had questions like this in prior years. And I'm sure many pharmacists and pharmacy technicians that are utilizing Equip could have had similar questions or will have similar questions in 2021 and future years. So hopefully this helps to address the biggest questions people have had here and now. But this information should still be relevant as we go forward into the new year. Let's go ahead now, get started with question one. And uh, as you referenced, Amanda, we're going to begin with how does a patient get assigned or attributed to a pharmacy for these measures? For the adherence measures, the pharmacy who filled the majority of prescription claims within the target therapeutic category for a specific patient within the measurement period will be assigned responsibility for the patient. If a patient has the same number of fills at multiple pharmacies, the pharmacy with the most recent fill will be attributed 
patient. Amanda, the key word in what you just described is going to be the number of claims with that target therapeutic category. So it's, again, majority of prescription claims within the target therapeutic category. So if we're taking, for example, cholesterol PDC, where that patient gets all of their prescriptions is somewhat immaterial to the question. But for that calculation, we're only talking about fills related to the statin medications for cholesterol PDC. So it's measure specific medications or ingredients related to that and how is how the patient's attributed. Related to this, I know a big question that we get, and it's, I think the question that I've received most frequently in 2020 from pharmacies is what happens when a patient has transferred a prescription to a different pharmacy? So can you explain how that works for us? Sure. If the patient is transferred to another pharmacy, it will typically take a patient a few months to fall off the outlier list of the pharmacy that is not currently filling the medications for that patient, while the new pharmacy continues to fill claims for the patient. The date ranges within the measurement period are important to keep in mind here when looking at the outliers, especially when a patient is transferred to another pharmacy. Fortunately, all adjudicated fills are counted towards the PDC, regardless of the dispensing pharmacy. Thanks, Amanda. And going through that information again and how that can work, uh, you may transfer out a prescription on a certain date, but when you go and check equip the next week or the next month, a pharmacy may see that patient is still listed on their dashboard. And people may look at that I think the information isn't up to date. Um, it's not that it's not up to date, but again, based on how these measures are calculated and the patient being assigned to the pharmacy where they have the majority of fills, that's determining that attribution. So if a patient does transfer out of the pharmacy, pharmacies can utilize some of that documentation so they know that that may not be a patient they're going to be focusing on. We'll get into documentation later, uh, but they, they can use that to their advantage so that they're putting in their efforts for the patients that are still routinely filling at their pharmacy. Amanda, appreciate that context that you shared. And uh, let's talk a little bit more now about the actual performance score calculations. Um, I believe a patient attribution goes a long way for this, but and Eric can play a part with this. We already hit on that topic, but what is included or not included when we're actually calculating a performance score for a patient? Sure. The performance score for each measure represents the percentage of patients fulfilling the specific measure criteria. The percentage shown within the dashboard is a simple numerator over denominator calculation of those meeting the intent of the measure versus all the pharmacy patients that qualified for the measure. Performance measures hosted within EQIP are calculated using claims data that has been adjudicated to the health plan or PBM that partners with EQIP. Another thing to note is that the performance scores include patients across multiple health plans. Pharmacies can view the goals and performance scores for each program within the Analyze Performance tab. The Analyze Performance tab can be helpful if they want to see specific program details. Amanda, this is a really key item. And to give an example that I've had from real pharmacies, uh, questions have been brought to me. A pharmacy looks on their dashboard and they may see a performance score at something like 70%. So the pharmacy looks at that and say, well, hey, isn't a patient adherent if they score more than 80%? How is my score 70%? Well, that's where it's important to understand that, as you said, that's the total number of patients that are meeting the criteria of adherence. So if that pharmacy sees that they're at 70%, that could be because they have seven out of 10 patients that are adherent. That's how that 70% is calculated. 
or that's what it means for them. So it is a little bit of a nuance, but if you go through some of that basic description and some of the, even the videos that we have on our educational library, it helps to describe that part pretty clearly. Amanda, what I'd like to do now is play out some pharmacy scenarios. And we already hinted at some of these at the beginning and, and how specific examples with how a patient is utilizing their medication can come into in impacting these performance calculations. This first scenario I want to go through, a patient has just discontinued their medication. Um, it could be for medication in that RASA category. It could be for cholesterol. It could be for diabetes, any of those main measures we track for adherence. But when a patient discontinues that medication, what happens next? How do they see that impacting their equipped dashboard? So for the adherence measures specifically, if a patient has already had eligible fills to qualify for a measure, they will remain attributed during the measurement period. The patient will not be included in the measure once they have less than two fills of the medication within the measurement period or qualify for the exclusion criteria. Thanks, Amanda, for that response and clarity uh, on the question related to medication discontinuation. A lot of times pharmacies will ask, well, hey, when exactly is this patient going to drop off? And there's not an exact or specific answer because as you noted, it's going to depend on when they no longer have the minimum fills or if there's some other uh, exclusion criteria that the patient meets. But from a general standpoint, I think it's uh, safe for us to say or communicate to pharmacies generally start of a new year, new insurance coverage. That's when those patients are going to be seen dropping from their equipped dashboard. Uh, another situation or scenario that we have is a uh, patient paying for a prescription that involves a cash payment, so not utilizing insurance, or maybe they're utilizing a discount card uh, to pay for that medication at the pharmacy. Are these included in the calculation for the proportion of days covered or PDC scores or, or really any of the other measures in EQUIP? And if, if so, or if not, why is that? So the performance scores are based only on adjudicated claims. The performance tracked within EQUIP is specific to how the payer views the pharmacy's performance. Therefore, prescriptions only processed through discount cards or cash are not included in the measure calculations because the payer does not have any record of the cash or discount card claim happening. Thank you, Amanda. The key part summarizing this for everybody again, that claim needs to be adjudicated to the payer since that payer's data is the source for this measure calculation. If it's built through any other source not included with the payer data, it's simply not in the data set um, and it's not existing there from that measurement standpoint. So thank you, Amanda, for clarifying that. And another patient situation or scenario that may be seen in pharmacies, does the PDC score change if a patient has a fill overlap or maybe they have multiple medications within a same therapeutic category? Uh, I think maybe the most common example with this is going to be the diabetes PDC measure, maybe with the RASA PDC measure in some cases as well. But do you mind explaining how this works for measure calculations? The diabetes PDC measure is a good example of where this can occur with patients taking multiple medications within the same therapeutic category. The three adherence measures assess adherence to medications within that class of therapy. The days marked as covered is adjusted when the quantity supplied overlaps for the same target ingredient. This helps to account for patients who fill early. Additionally, coverage by only a single target medication is necessary to fulfill the criteria, which can sometimes work in the pharmacy's favor for patients who require multiple medications 
such as for diabetes. Thank you, Amanda, for that description. And as you noted, with these medications, multiple ingredients, um, it's going to be looking at medications from a target ingredient, uh, but it's not going to be overlapping across multiple ingredients. All right. Well, Amanda, you obviously came prepared for our discussion today, and I hope that our listeners are taking notes on these very important answers for how they can optimize their utilization of Equip. I would like us to get to one final topic, and that's going to be about documentation. We did reference this a little bit earlier about how pharmacies can make the most of this data and uh, utilize it to the best of their ability. Does completing the documentation in Equip Outliers, does that impact performance scores in Equip? Is that documentation, is that a positive or is that a negative? How should pharmacies utilize that feature with the data? The documentation within Equip is currently for note-taking pharmacy purposes only. I like to explain it as a tool for pharmacies to keep organized and to track the actions that have been taken to improve patient adherence. That said, documentation and bi-directional communication is becoming increasingly important in the marketplace. And as new outcomes-based programs are launched within the dashboard, documentation may be necessary and be passed back to health plans. In this scenario, the pharmacy would be notified of the requirement of documentation, but it may be best to get ahead of the curve and start getting used to documenting within the Equip dashboard. Thank you, man. I think a good example of why documentation can be useful, even if it doesn't change performance scores, is that it does help the pharmacy team coordinate communication. So let's say, for example, that it is on a Friday and pharmacist Nick um, following up on a patient outlier, contacting the patient or the prescriber, whatever that may be. I may document what I do in the outliers, um, but then let's say on Monday, it's pharmacist Amanda that is following up and taking a look. You can go in and see what's already been done uh, or what you may what may need to be done next so that we are optimizing the care for that patient. Again, it doesn't change the performance score, but it does have a purpose so that we are being consistent amongst our team members uh, with the utilization of the, that information that they see and equip. Amanda, with that, I do want to thank you for reviewing these points with us about equip. And I think we've answered the gauntlet of key questions and we've helped our audience gain our equip knowledge ribbon. Uh, before we do close, I do have some final thoughts that I want to get to with you. And as we head into 2021, what are your recommendations to pharmacies about how they can best utilize Equip? These were the, the key questions or most frequent questions that we got, but what's good from your perspective? I have my thoughts, but I think given your role working with pharmacies every day, that you'll add some important context. Absolutely. This is something that we're asked pretty often, especially for those that are just getting started with an Equip. Uh, my first one would be to develop a strategy early in the year that works for your pharmacy. There's no one size fits all for these for working through the outliers. And I think it's great to to try to figure out a workflow that works for every individual store. Uh, the pharmacy is a super busy place, so streamlining the workflow and intervention programs is key. Another one is to log in early and often into Equip. Um, I think starting early in the year is the best practice, especially with outliers. Um, that way you can get on the right track right away. Uh, start with the adherence measure outliers and then work on other measures. Sometimes with efficiency, it's, it's good to start um, and prioritize in that way. 
since time is a large factor in most pharmacies, it might be helpful to sort the outliers. Uh, you can sort the outliers by PDC rate, which is pretty common. Uh, you can also sort it by health plan, um, whatever is your preference. Another item is to take notes. Uh, this can be done through the outlier documentation as we talked about, or you can do that by downloading the outlier report for each measure. Uh, that can help, especially if you don't wanna do it all at once or if you wanna watch it from month to month, it can save time and increase efficiency. Uh, and lastly, uh, I recommend viewing the quality improvement table. It's located in the Analyze Performance tab along with the corresponding outliers list. So side by side, or maybe one after another, but this can be particularly helpful when determining which patients are impacting which performance programs. Thank you, Amanda. A lot of ideas, a lot of tips that, that we can utilize there. If you are a pharmacy trying to get the most out of Equip, I'm gonna highlight my personal favorites or my personal recommendations. And the biggest one is what you noted. You have to start early and often, right? The measures that we are looking at and that are being tracked and equipped that you as a pharmacy team are seeing, they're measured over a period of time. Uh, so the best way to get those numbers up and to keep those numbers up is to have a strong start to the year, utilizing the outliers and following up with, with those patients. Uh, from prior from work I've done prior to joining the PQS team, adherence research and identifying what makes patients adherent or not adherent, there's a lot of different items that go into it. Costs, side effects, um, changes in medications. Uh, there, there's a number of factors that go into that. But one factor that is always a good indicator is that patients that are non-adherent or have been non-adherent previously are likely to be non-adherent again. So as you're looking at your equipped dashboard early in the year, in early in 2021, look at those outliers from 2020. Make sure that you're doing adherence interventions for those patients because if they were non-adherent for 2020, chances are they're gonna be non-adherent for this new calendar year. So again, Amanda, like you said, check early, check often, have a clear plan for your team and uh, make sure that they're following up on that information. So Amanda, really appreciate you joining on here. Um, again, this was very simple. And for our walkthrough today, we covered a lot of topics at a high level, but hopefully this gave some simple and easy to understand answers for our pharmacists that may be listening or trying to think about how they can better utilize Equip. As always, if you do have a question about your Equip dashboard, you can contact us at support at equip.org. And then uh, Amanda or one of our other talented team members will be responding with other ways to optimize your dashboard or point you in the direction of some of the other resources that we have. So I do encourage our pharmacists and our pharmacy technicians that are listening to utilize that information to the best of their ability. Now, with that, I think we have learned a lot today and hopefully you as our listener do have a better understanding about patients that you may see in the Equip dashboard and what those performance scores mean in Equip. 2020 has certainly been a different kind of year for all of us and specifically changed the way that a lot of patients receive their medications. But it's good to know that our pharmacists on the front line are still working hard to improve patient outcomes and be a force in their community. With that, we're gonna close this episode or our last episode for the 2020 calendar year. With that, I again appreciate you listening to the Quality Corner Show. There is one final message from the PQS team. The Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show has a request for you. Our goal is to spread the word about how quality measurement can help improve health outcomes, and we need your help in sharing this podcast to friends and colleagues in the healthcare industry. We also want you to provide feedback 
ask us questions, and suggest health topics you'd like to see covered. If you are a health expert and you want to contribute to the show or even talk on the show, please contact us. You can email info at pharmacyquality.com. Let us know what is on your mind, what we can address, so that you are fully informed. We want you to be able to provide the best care for your patients and members, and we wish all of you listeners out there well.